Greetings and welcome to the Spooky Scouts. If you found us, you show an interest in questioning the suspicious, investigating the intriguing, and attempting to distinguish fact from fiction. Each meeting, we will evaluate a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, and history to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts, if you survive. <laughs> Oh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Spooky Scouts. Hello. Hello. Oh, hope you're all doing well. Also, Kayla, I didn't, if you don't, you are listening to the podcast, Kayla has some wonderful camo on. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to, like, speak to my roots. I don't know. Look at this. Yeah. Where yeah, just some camo, camo overalls. Where did you find those? On Depop. They're, they're cutoffs. Hang on. Here's my foot. Oh, my God. No. Terms <laughs> of service. <laughs> I don't think they saw it. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Terms I, uh, of service. They're like, they're like triple XL, like giant. I don't That's know. That's amazing. They're for a grown man. And I was just like, you know what? I'm feeling like camo is quite fashionable. That's, yeah. I feel it in my bones. So. Yeah. That's what I choose to wear. <laughs> they missed they missed the foot reveal and the overlay saved the channel. So we, we're not going to get Twitter can- or uh, Twitch canceled <laughs> for Terms Thank of goodness. Service. Yeah, I'm not wearing socks today. It's Damn, too hot. Too much. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, last week, thank you all for your patience. Kayla's been going through a lot. Mm-hmm. Kayla's been going through a lot. Um, she'll regale you with a few of the more colorful stories, I think, because it, it is hard. Like, dealing with a relative passing away is hard, especially, like, a grandma, because it's like, you know it's coming, and it's hard. And, and like, as I was saying, like, sometimes your boomer parents... Like, can't handle it. And, like, you usually have to take up all the slack, which is horrible. So, yeah. There's a lot of questions, uh, generational questions I have. But you know what? You just gotta... We survive the best we can. Yeah, because we were talking about it. So my grandmother did pass away. It's very sad. But, like, the, the thing that we talked about was that our generation seems to possibly be a bit better equipped to deal with things like that. Like... And maybe it's because we've went through nonstop traumatic events yeah. for our whole lives. And maybe that's why I feel like I when these things happen, I am just like a, a brick wall and I have no idea how I function. Like, I just do it. And yeah, I don't understand that's... why or how. Yeah, that's that's why I'm missing like chunks of my life, because I just like whatever switch turned on. Like, there are parts where I'm like, there's no memories there. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's from just just getting things done, but also, like, becoming so numb, you just block out your entire memory. So, yeah. Yeah, my yeah. coworker, who's a little bit older, told me yesterday, he was like, you know, you're just a really tough person. It's been amazing Aww. to see. And I was like, I'm just dead inside. No. <laughs> no. That's very sweet, though. That's very sweet. And then he sent me a frowny face in response. I was like, no. oh, it was a joke, maybe. <laughs> question mark i don't know and then he was like here's a ufo video yeah here's a ufo video he did send me that horrifying one remember that one that i sent you yes that oh my god that one's when so I, upsetting when i watched it like i was i forget jared and i were going somewhere and when i watched it the, i like you know him like I, my partner jared to those listening is a very big skeptic and he thinks it's i guess he thinks it's like funny and endearing that i like I'm always like, no, <laughs> get with it, Jared. <laughs> and I was opening up the that exact thing that you sent me, and um, 
I was, it was like blurry and small. And I went, no. And he was just like, started just openly laughing at me. <laughs> no, it's horrifying. It's like, <laughs> I know. I wonder I if I like, could find up. it. I should Shut try up. to. <laughs> Shut up. Don't make fun Shut of me. Up. Shut up. What do you mean? Uh, it was a video that was posted recently. Oh, I have it right here. I'm going to put it oh, in the chat. Yes. And yeah, he, he also did a very sneaky April Fool's joke. I can't. That was the other thing I was going to talk about, which, Kayla, you do need to tell your stories. It's oh, little... I have to be very vague, but I can just give yes. you, like, highlights. <laughs> yes. And all I was going to say is I hate, it's April Fool's Day today, and I hate April Fool's Day. It stresses me out. I can't handle it. It's, it's too dumb. much anxiety. You know I don't what I'm like glad it. is people stop doing the fake pregnancy announcements, because that was, no! like, a fad for a while, and I'm glad people oh. stopped doing that, because I yeah. really don't like that. It's just too stressful for me. I'm like, I can't handle everyone's fake things it doesn't i'm like i don't like i don't like lying it stresses yeah, me out no it's like, stressful <laughs> yeah oh yeah anyway go ahead oh i was gonna let me drop this video in the chat i'll add it to the show notes too but it's a ring camera video of what appears to be a ufo just like zip it on by yeah in this ring camera and of course it's low quality because it's a ring camera but it makes this like weird movement and i was like i don't like that i yeah. don't really like that and you can see it's far away too yeah it's uh it's very upsetting so that's that was my early morning video one morning so and i was like no yeah no it's scary for most people <laughs> for most people except for jared <laughs> wake oh. up wake up jared yeah. yeah, it's not a bug. No, it's a Chris, it's not a bug. Get out of here. Go. Yeah, get out of here. You're <laughs> the band. Time out. It's a mod. You're banned. <laughs> get out of here. Ban yourself. So yeah, I've been through a lot of what Hadil coined honky tonk trauma the past. Couple I literally of weeks. can't handle that. <laughs> um, so, that broke me. That broke me when please, you told me that. Yeah, please feel free to use that term in your daily life. Yeah. Because I have. It's... There's been copious amounts of drug usage. Um, Not from me, from other people. Uh, (laughs) Complete disregard for the death that occurred in the family. I pulled a knife as it it was hidden between an oven and a sink, and I just pulled out a knife, and I was like, why is this here? (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Um... A car exploded, and we heard this story about the car exploding, and I was like, wow, that's wild. A car exploded? And then I found out it was my cousin's car that exploded. (laughs) And then as I was sitting there (sighs) lamenting about my honky-tonk trauma, there's more stories in this. I cannot. I don't know. Uh, I was sitting there with my brother, and we were having a drinky, a sippy, in his backyard. The embankment next to his auto shop caught on fire. No! (laughs) So... Um, you know, we had to run up there and they called the fire department and stuff and that got put out, but it was almost catastrophic. I'm tired. I slept for 10 hours last night. Um, I'm behind on a lot of projects because we were talking about this too. Like when stuff like this happens, I think it's easy to keep going and kind of push past that like burnout level, but also like. You hit a point where you just can't function, and it's. I yeah. just literally slept for ten hours and lay in bed and watched TikToks all day, and that's all I was capable of. And that's good. Like yeah. you need to take care of yourself. I think the hardest part I sometimes I feel like is if someone is already very chaotic, 
or say a substance abuser in like the worst way, then like these sorts of things don't affect them because they just up their substance abuse and like whatever. And they just keep doing wacky wild things while the people who are responsible pick up the slack and end up being traumatized. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. There's definitely people involved in this scenario who are heavy substance abusers and they're just doing that instead of actually being sad. And that's causing a lot of honky-tonk trauma for everyone else because you're supposed to be sad right now. Um, So there's just a lot. I don't know. The the rural South, am I right? I don't know. Yeah. We're doing great. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I told you, I, I, on a different level, but they definitely California, growing up in inland California and some parts of California, you have your own version of the honky-tonk trauma, mm-hmm. but it's more like NASCAR honky-tonk trauma, like that kind of. Yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. I'm sure people can relate. We all have, that's the other thing we were talking about, which is a little bit Spooky Scout adjacent. Like, we're going to talk about pyramid power later, but that's, I mean, it's honestly like just a sad joke. So (laughs) it's so weird. So it's honestly just a sad joke. So it'll be funny, but like we as a society, this is going to get deep for a second. I apologize to everyone, but we as a society and as people don't talk about death enough. And I feel like that is such a, it's a, not disrespect. It's a, it's a. It's a deterrent. It like hurts us because if we were more aware of de- like of death and the process of death and what it's going to take to bury someone or cremate them, what it's going to take to deal with their finances. And like, I unfortunately have had to do that so many times at a pretty young age. And like, I wish that people just had something to guide them through that. Like, I don't know. I was thinking like, maybe I should make YouTube videos about this because like people don't have a like up-to-date, like, you know, it, like, straight up, like, this is what's going to happen. Here's what you need to do. Like, you need, this is, some people might honky-tonk trauma out. Some people, yeah. you know, yeah. like, and they're not going to help you. And here's where you can get help. And, like, resources. It's just, because no one talks about it. No one's like, yes, you are going to die. All of us are going to die. And that's okay, because there's nothing we can do about it. And it's part of life. And that's just how it is. Yeah, it's, it's 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 not good for our mental health that we treat death as something that is so terrible or like you're going to move on to like another place and all that stuff. Like I do think that's comforting in a lot of ways, but like we also need to understand that it's natural yeah. and you're it's okay that it happens and it's going to happen yeah, and not be they- so scared of it. They suggested ask a mortician in the chat, which I, I've watched some of her videos, but um, I didn't know she had ones about actually like process. And that's great. So check out uh, ask a mortician on YouTube, which is awesome. Also, Kayla, I thought I would share with you that the honey said that they also they related and had a cousin knife fight at the last funeral. <laughs> that's what's going to happen at this funeral. I am uh, bringing a knife. I don't know. I'm going to bring a weapon to this funeral. You should just bring like an air horn. Like scare them away, and eh, you guns know, like just <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, I think, and I think it's okay. If people don't want a funeral. That's the other thing. I think what what is the Instagram account that we follow that we talk about? Um, talk death oh. daily is yeah, one and of then them. Yeah, there's another one. Um, 
gosh, it's like dying with grace or something. Yes, like that, that those are both those are both really good. And I think both of those send really good messages about like more of a modern take on dying. Like um what there's new things about like aquamation where you can be turned into dirt and like the dirt can be planted in the forest, which is super cool. So there's lots of cool stuff like that. And I think talking about it makes it a lot easier. I think one of the reasons why there's so much trauma on the honky tonk side is because no one talks about that stuff and they don't get therapy. Yeah, they don't talk about it. And then it's like nothing's planned out and it's so expensive. It's so expensive. Yeah, it's so expensive to die. I'm like, just yeet me into the ocean. I don't know. Right? Like, it's fine. <laughs> don't even deal with it. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, I think I just I think that if like my here's my here's my hope of what happens after the collapse. <laughs> we get communities again mm-hmm. where we can walk everywhere and know everyone around us. And then that way, like people watch out for each other. So death is something that is expected in the community. And when someone gets sick, everyone works together to make sure they're OK. Yes. Um. And, uh, yeah, that we stop stigmatizing these things in the collapse. And then we all just, like, grow our own food and just live in, like, cool, sick yurts or pyramids or some shit. <laughs> yeah, because I think, I think that the attitude we have towards death contributes to the fact, like, the lack of elder care we have. Yes, as well. yes. And I don't know. I don't know that that's reflected in every country but in our country it's bad oh my god it's bad and if you don't have money it's horrendous Mm -hmm. like there is nothing you can do like if you don't have money to put and either even even someone who has an illness or is handicapped or can't it has to be an assisted living like literally they can't go into that unless someone has money yep so it's like it's like a whole it's a horrible system it's horrible it's very bad, and it's in a lot of just the medical care we have, like, for palliative care and hospice is not so ideal. Bad. It's, like, it's not great. And no. I think that more respect being put upon dying and more understanding of it as a society would lead to better treatment there at the end, because that's important. Yeah, well, I remember literally... Which time was this? I think it was the time my granny died and I was 13, right? And she was like my mom. I was super close to her. It was horrible. The whole experience was just horrible. Like she was, she had lung cancer, so it was very slow. And thankfully they put you on morphine, but like then you're out of it and you can't like communicate or anything. Like it's just, you're just drugged. But like, I remember seeing all of that at 13, very like awful. And then like, I remember this there was like a chaplain, I guess, or something at this hospice. And I remember them walking up to me with like a book <laughs> that was just like dying. Like, and they handed me like this little pamphlet about dying. That was so weird. I remember just being like, like, it looked like a weird religious zine. And that's like all we got. That was it. It was this like, it was like on dying, like little religious zine. And I was like, like, at 13, I was like, something's wrong here. <laughs> like, uh, even at that age, I was like, this do- sure doesn't seem right. Like, why would they, like, no communication, no, like, this is natural, it's okay, like, they're not in pain. No one said that to me. It was just like, here's a book. Here's what it's like guess. to die. I don't know. Yeah, here I you go. Like, I was just like, but what? <laughs> like, no, like, 
no, just like the empathy wasn't there. And I was like, this is the place where empathy should be. No, it is like that. Like, it's like it's like gone. And the and the thing, this is the first time I've been through an experience where it is awful, kind of like what you're talking about, where the, there's no older, instant relief. There's or they're just, dying, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, it's a process that goes on for uncomfortably long, yes. and there's nothing you can do about it. And the, yeah. em- the lack of empathy for people in that situation is staggering. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's weird, yeah. And it's, yeah, because they don't want to, people don't want to talk about it, and they don't, it's really hard also for people to admit that someone is going to die and to take the right steps to be like, yes, they're going to die and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But we need, all need to take the right steps to make y- even you comfortable. And no one cares about that. They're just like, oh, hey, caregiver, good luck. Yeah, good luck. Have fun. Can you handle yeah. it? Uh, no, th- yeah, can they, you like, handle it? What? No. It, yeah, well, <laughs> they ask you, they're going to ask you if you can handle it. And how are you supposed to know? Like, how are yeah. you supposed to actually know? Like, they don't it's prepare wild. you at all. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's really, yeah, it's wild. All I'm saying, if any of you are going through that, because lots of people do go through it, uh, you're not alone. It's hard. And um, hopefully in the future, there'll be more empathy because I think it's, I think it's too hard already. So it's too hard. It's too hard with us. Like, I don't know, as a society, we all try uh, too hard to be loners and not lean on other people. And I think that that has resulted in a lot of, like, lack of empathy for anyone. Like, we don't really take care of people anymore. We don't take care of each other. And so the elderly and the young, like, we just don't, we're just like, figure it out. If we're young, figure it out. If you're old, figure it out. Oh, my God. I I don't know if you saw, our friend Hadil posted a thing that was about this person who just left, who just, their roommate needed their help. Did you read that whole thing? Oh, my gosh. With the baby? Yeah. Oh my god. You should tell them about that oh because I got god. so mad. I, I, got I messaged so mad. her and I was like, I could not imagine a world where I acted like that. I could I simply oh couldn't. Oh my god. I it was if you follow our friend Hadil, she's very funny and talented and great and loves bikes. Um uh Twitty Sudge on Twitter. Um, but she like this person was saying that like their roommate was a really hard worker and had a kid and was a single mom and needed to go do a test. And this person who was their roommate was like, I will never watch your kid. Like, I will never do that, which like, fine, you don't fine. Like, but she had this test and I guess like her babysitter backed out or something and she had to go take this test to get her nursing degree. Like it was her last test. And the roommate refused to help her, refused, refused to take care of her kid for even like an hour just straight up refused and like it was it was like no like self-care i don't need to do this and i was like there's a huge difference between having empathy for another human being and inconveniencing yourself and self-care like this is wrong yeah like the person needed help and they are another human being that needed help like your weird like i don't know it was it was so messed up so well, and that like was the reasoning was like oh i don't want to take care of this like toddler and accidentally yeah. kill the toddler like don't put that responsibility on I, I was me like, I was like was how like, are you gonna kill this child like i don't know it was so weird like they're they were like this makes sense this is justified because i don't know what i'm doing and i'm like i think you have common sense to yeah. be able to take care of a child it's oh, not it's from, like a infant with a floppy head like, no and it was from it was from uh reddit the am i the asshole and i was like yes you you are that was like that person deserved empathy and you just 
just didn't give it to them. Like, and like they, she was like, I don't know what to do. And like, tried to leave and like the person just left the house and like left the toddler in the house and then the other lady like broke down crying and was just like ah like just help each other please yeah like it's yeah it's awful and yeah as with most things on the am i the asshole reddit i feel like it's always yes you're the asshole if you have to ask you probably are like i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah oh wow 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 but um, but anyway, that's your that's your trauma dump for the the spooky scouts episode. Your honky tonk trauma dump. That's gonna be my memoir title. I think is yeah honky tonk trauma. I think I think that'd be good. Yeah. Um, would you like to start with this ridiculous video? Uh, yeah, we can. <laughs> okay, because you have some articles, but I have I have some uh, YouTube research. It's a little bit longer. It's about 10 minutes, but it's a good primer to pyramid power because something from the 70s, which is very exciting, is that they have television. Oh so we can. Huh? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we can actually watch some 70s uh, TV about pyramid power, uh, which I think explains a lot about that generation. <laughs> that yeah, because I, I have, like, an article that explains it, and I'm going to tell you, I still don't really understand. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I am, we'll still be talking, but we should be, I think we should be okay. All right, are you ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Look at this face. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hold on. What's this thing we're under here, Marlene? Pyramid? Oh, yeah. I heard a guy in Johnny Carson talking Johnny about Carson. pyramid. Pyramids are very, well, very strange, aren't <laughs> You're a very strange object, Marlene. <laughs> oh, my God. Which one of you guys, Kim Russell? Inside up here. I'm kind of into the shirt. Oh, yeah, I'm into the shirt. Here's my card. Here's my card. And this here is my director's photography, Bubba Levenberg. Hi, Bubba. Hi. He stole Kayla's looks. I guess they're building a pyramid. Oh, God. Like, this is so painful. You must be in the films. That's right. But I'm really interested in what you do. Well, I build pyramids. You make films, I build pyramids. Why are you building this one? We're going to have a little gathering inside it. Have an afternoon of music. Watch the sun go down from inside Honestly, the pyramid. Honestly, doesn't sound that bad. And have an evening meditation. How do pyramids affect didn't, human didn't beings? Didn't do something That's a good similar question. in midsummer, but then, like, lit the We're composed of some of the same yes. thing that uh, <laughs> the animals are. We may be affected by our chemistry. Uh, it may, in turn, have a, an effect on our consciousness. I see. Well, uh, one of the reasons why I came down here is that I'd like to do a documentary on it. Great. What do you have in like, mind? I see. Well, that didn't uh, make we could start by filming this one. Good. I see. I see. 
The music in the background is like we must study his consciousness because we don't know what consciousness is. We don't know what it is that we human beings really are. Wow, that guy in the lift looks so much like Dan from Game Grumps. Like, oh my god, I don't know if you saw him. He looked just like him. It was weird. It was creepy. Mind stuff. Maybe the basic stuff of the universe behind all my like uncomfortable. Yeah, really <laughs> he's there. Maybe that is him, isn't he old? And he's gone. He's a time traveler. <laughs> what the dilemma of mankind at the moment is do we have time to evolve these things and to understand them and to utilize that information? We have to start now and we have to start with each individual working on himself to become a better human being. Why? Why'd they paint it? I don't know. This is some big cult energy. There are oh, here comes the music, yeah. What is, and what <laughs> then there are some <laughs> see what's never been. And ask why not. History's course is changing. Yeah, right at the top, right? Right at the, the point of the pyramid. Oh. It's not over. Oh no! <laughs> this is this is Ours this is where is we learn about what pyramids are. Civilization the, the world has ever known, but we still wondered. Some of the ancient civilizations didn't know a this few tricks that have been lost to us through the centuries. For instance, science is still at a loss to explain how mummies were so perfectly preserved. I mean, inside I don't think we're the great pyramids of Egypt. Today, it's not pyramids. People it's believe not the pyramid. answer to that riddle and many others is the shape of the pyramid itself. Mari Oliker reports. Don't be alarmed by the term pyramid power. It's not a political movement to restore the pharaohs of ancient Egypt. Oh, good. The people who believe movement. in pyramid power will tell you those long gone rulers of a once great civilization knew the secret to a mysterious power that we are only just beginning to understand. Strange energies generated by the Earth's magnetic field and captured and focused by the pyramid. You can build your own pyramids. Any well-stocked bookstore probably has one or more volumes that will tell you how to create the exact dimensions and angles for a scale model of the Great Pyramid of Giza and how to position it in line with the Earth's magnetic field no. so that it will work. And then you can puzzle it out along with some of our own amateur scientists here at WTVJ. Our amateur scientists. One of our staff members has tried keeping raw meat, bananas, and other foods under a pyramid. This is they sound dry science. Don't seem yeah, to it's at all. Uh... He and another staffer drink water left standing on a commercially made Wait pyramid until generator. I read this. A collection of small pyramids built oh into a magnet, God. so that it needs no positioning to the earth. They say it helps their ulcers. <laughs> And if you really want to put yourself into your experiments, oh, stupid, like, you can make or buy a pyramid to sit over your bed. It hurts me. Our crew member so who ugly. does this says he wakes up in the morning feeling great. And here's it's an like idea hideous. that seems doomed to failure. But I won't laugh if he wins the Irish sweepstakes. What is there that money? There are gurus of pyramid power. People who research the phenomenon write books and give lectures. <laughs> 
One of the best known is Pat Flanagan, who talked to me recently about the practical uses he foresees for pyramids. Well, we have two areas. One is an area of, of hardware, and uh, one is a, uh, a new uh, seed stimulant that we've developed. We call it an electrocatalytic right, seed stimulant uh. using these energy fields. And uh, last year in the first crop testing from Indiana down through Texas and a wide variety of climatic conditions, we have obtained a 300% increase in yield in various grain crops. This uh, may promise a temporary uh, solving of, I'm like, uh, I believe, okay, the world food shortage. Okay, how did you run these experiments? Beyond that, I believe that we like, can expand uh, <laughs> I don't man's know. lifespan Ugh. tremendously by learning how to apply these fields to the human body. For instance, we're finding uh, correlation from other uh, scientists around the world, Dr. Harold Saxon. What's the term? Correlation is not uh, causation. University, I don't know, something like that. I uh, wrote a book called Blueprint for Immortality on uh, energy fields is surrounding the human body. Is he wearing the Ivan Amato? Oh my gosh, was he? Same kind of energy field Those are called, the they're called something. And, and what it, we're speaking of is if that you, if we can charge these fields uh, and adjust Yeah, the them, identifier of the Sorcerer Supreme. We can, we can talk about Dr. Strange's problematic <laughs> in a second. We have, uh, in, in simple terms, we have a microcosm of energy Dude. within ourselves, uh, which is a reflection of the macrocosm. All right. You know what? This isn't funny. In I, the outer world, I, we have an internal energy crisis <laughs> as well as an external energy crisis, and this needs. Oh solving. no! Here it is. This is here the experiment. Montage, we're interested in okay. science too, so we're trying our own experiment. Pyramid generator. We purchased a small pyramid generator from no. the local distributor of pyramid products, and we're going to see if it helps make plants grow any better, as claimed. Our test I mean, subjects I think it's your nice soil, plants, your fertile soil. On Wednesday, I transplanted them <laughs> into two window box gardening? Gardening two groups of five each. <laughs> the two planters are sitting side by side in my living room under a window that gives them direct sun every morning. Science. The plants We're vary doing in science size here. somewhat, but the two groups average about the same. What we're going to do is water one group with regular a tap pyramid water, water and the other group with water that sits <laughs> on top of our pyramid generator. Both groups will get the same amount of water this guy looks like and my we'll measure them every week to see how they do. Will the pyramid generator do something to the water and make the plants grow better? We'll know in a few weeks. And when we find out, you'll be the first we, to know. Keep watching Montage for our dramatic announcement coming sometime this fall. <sighs> we'll be looking forward to that. I'm picking his By nose. the way, Ralph Rennick Jr. has been using a pyramid <laughs> to try to keep his razor blades sharp. But as far as I can tell, he better change his name to Nick. <laughs> that was it. Montage that was it, everyone. Right I hope you enjoyed um, and you've been informed. Do you want a, I want a pyramid generator for my uh, my tiki rum Mai Tai. I hated that. <laughs> it was so dumb. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, this is, I, yeah, it's dumb. It's, no offense. I mean, wait, full offense to anyone who believes in pyramid power. This is dumb. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it is uh, not great. I did, uh, I scooted away real quick because I wanted to show you, this was my other thing before you start, Kayla, is this was my grandpa's, this my, on my dad's side, not my animator grandpa. Um, but this is a book from 1932 or 1936 called The Symbolic Prophecy of the Great Pyramid. Ooh, that's a sick cover. Yeah, it's got it on the back, too. And this is, it's very much, it's not from 1936, but it's very much in the same vein of the stuff that they're talking about there, except with a lot more Jesus, like oh. the Bible, because they're just like, oh, the Bible and all of its mysteries and the pyramid and all of its mysteries. 
And it's like, like, I'll read a little bit here. It says, um, one of the first mysteries of the traditions of the pyramid found in all of the ancient records and still a basis for the accu accumulation of mysterious traditions that have grown around the pyramid in the past centuries is the fact that the pyramid in form and nature, in architectural and mechanical design, in location appearance, usefulness, and mathematical calculation is symbolical of so many things that the list seems almost endless. <laughs> okay. So... Yeah, it says, we know today that there are many elements in the Earth that are triangular or pyramidal in crystal formation and that the pyramid and the triangle are fundamental manifestations of some underlying principle of creation. So I think that's kind of where that's coming from. Like, it's coming from, like, they're like, oh, it's a it's a shape that was that is in nature and everywhere else and it's mystical and magical also apparently tesla like was into it and thought about building pyramids to like to make like an electricity go up through them which would tie into the 30s so that's what I was like that's where this comes from so anyway and then in the 70s that's when it was on tv yeah it went off the rails it went off the rails in the 70s yeah oh yeah this this article i found from egyptianwisdomcenter.org uh that sounds dot uh, org means it's uh, fine the website's very bad if you go there it's very <laughs> bad. um but they have a article on pyramid power and i wanted to read it because it gets a little off the rails and uh -oh. i don't understand and this is where okay. i'm coming from with my knowledge of pyramid power so all right it says many researchers found that there was some property in the pyramidal shape that made it responsible for extraordinary powers they experimented with various items by placing each item in the equivalent position of the king's room within a scaled model of a correctly oriented pyramid. They found out that highly perishable materials were preserved. Blunt, old-fashioned carbon steel razor blades regained their sharp edges after an overnight stay, etc. <laughs> no. I'm like, what's what? etc.? You can't list two things and be like, etc. Uh, okay, so things were magic, etc. We're not going to explain what. Yeah, no, I and I've heard the the razor blade one was the number one thing I heard that everyone claims is that it like resharpens razor blades. I'm like, why oh. is that so important? Oh. Thank you, Majesty. Um, they said uh, you need to align the pyramid points to the compass points for it to work. Just in case anyone wants oh. to try it at home. Well, that's what it said. It's okay. a correctly oriented. So, yeah. it, it so has if anyone to wants to try this at oriented. home, you have to correctly orient it, or I don't know, the pyramid makes your dick fall off or something. I don't know. No, it's <laughs> just if you, uh, it's just so that way if it doesn't work, they'll be like, oh, you didn't have okay. it correctly oriented. Yeah. So that's pretty All much right. why. Many concluded that the pyramidal shape itself was responsible and somehow changed the physical, chemical, and biological processes that might take place within the shape. This experimentation leads to the <laughs> led to the phenomenon known as pyramid power. One feels the power of these Egyptian pyramids when inside or outside of them because of their configurations are harmonically proportioned. The pyramids were harmonically proportioned to act slash function in the same fashion as greenhouses, i.e. to attract and retain certain energies. In the case of the Egyptian pyramid, it should be called the blue house effect. In the case of the greenhouse effect, it is the retention of heat from sunlight at the Earth's surface caused by atmospheric carbon dioxide that emits short wa shortwave radiation but absorbs the long wave radiation emitted by the earth in the case of the blue house effect the building retains the orgon energy orgon comes from what, outer what? space <laughs> it is what makes <laughs> it is what, what makes what? the stars twinkle and what? the sky blue what what <laughs> orgon 
Oregon can be accumulated by building a box with wood on the outside and sheet iron on the inside. The organic material lets the Oregon through and the metal interior reflects it. The condition slash phenomenon could therefore be called the blue house effect. Abnormally high concentrations of psi-org energy build up inside such a box. Psi-org combines abbreviations for psychic and organ energy. They are different names for the same force. The psi field, which produces the human aura, is responsible for all psychic powers, is none other than what Wilhelm Reich, Freud's controversial Austrian disciple, called organ energy. The Egyptians knew all about psi energy because they used it. The ancient Egyptians were the first to discover that the shape of a well-proportioned pyramid can concentrate the psi energy. The blue house effect increases drastically when the surface of the pyramid is laminated. Early historians and travelers told us how the casing stones of the pyramids used to shine. Casing stones were quarried during and after the 13th century to build mosques or palaces or for burning lime. The testing of this type of energy was done by Dr. Harold Pouton. Poutine? P-U-T-O-N. Okay. A very Pouton, a very competent Belgian physicist who found that every form of psi energy is increased by sitting under such harmonically proportioned pyramid. Such a person is more telepathic, more clairvoyant, and more precognitive. It is easier to initiate out-of-body experiences under these conditions. Additionally, the body's aura is more intense inside a pyramid. Did you know that organ energy from space causes the sky to be blue? Because I didn't know that. <laughs> it's why the sky's blue, Holly, and why the stars twinkle. I don't know. I don't think that's why. Uh, yeah, I, I had never heard of this before. Uh, obviously, it's apparently if you hop over to Wikipedia, there's also a band that's, name. That's that, pretty cool. Sick. Yeah, that's a nice. That is a good band name. It's a pseudoscientific concept, no shit, variously described as an esoteric energy or hypothetical universal life force, originally proposed in the 30s by (laughs) Wilhelm Reich and developed by Reich's student, Charles Kelly. After his death, Orgon was conceived as the anti-entropic principle of the universe, a creative substratum in all of nature comparable to Mesmer's animal magnetism, to the odic force of Karl Reichenbach, and to Henry Bergson's Elan Vital. Orgon was seen as a massless, omnipresent substance similar to the luminiferous aether, but more closely associated with living energy oh my than God. inert matter. It's it could alleged- Chris and Chad. It could Chris alleged- just said it's the force. <laughs> it's the force. Yeah, I don't know. That, I don't know it's the force because the force is actually made up of microscopic things called mechorians. <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> 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 But yeah, so apparently it's uh, anti-entropic, which I think is like impossible because everything has to like, I don't, I don't know, like, that's so just so you know, pyramids create Oregon energy, which originate from space and make the stars twinkle and the sky blue. Um, Question. Could one P shift? (laughs) Yes. To become a pyramid? (laughs) Maybe. uh, That's a good question. Could you, I mean, that's could what you I mean. Could you, could you become, yeah. Could you become a pyramid? I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. I don't think that's why the sky's blue. I don't, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. like a hundred percent sure that this is not why the sky is blue or why the stars yeah. twinkle. Oh my God. But I just found that statement 
a, Chris just, just said apparently that they walked back the midichlorians. Did you know that? The, midi- the midichlorians were just microscopic organisms that thrived in entities with a strong connection to the force. <laughs> yeah, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> I refuse to let it die. Kayla, it needs I to die. It's it my Star die. Wars. <laughs> no, it's no. so good. <laughs> is this is this like the... Is That's this what like, George yeah, Lucas well, wanted? The, is this like the moon thing? Is this the moon thing all over? Like the moon landing's not real, but midichlorians are real? <laughs> no, I genuinely love midichlorians, and I refuse <laughs> to let people let it die. I'm like, you can't, well, you can't take it back. it's been a good podcast, everyone. I'm glad, really glad that you've been here <laughs> for the four seasons of the, of Spooky Scouts. It's over now. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's going to be mad. People hate it, but I'm like, that was the funniest thing they've ever fucking done. Like, it is so stupid, and I love it. Thank you. (laughs) It's true. No, it was very stupid, but it was funny. Like, pyramid power. Yeah. Pyramid power? uh, Yeah, so that's pyramid power. It's hella dumb. I don't know. Uh, I think... I ended up going down a, uh, a bit of a rabbit hole in my research to where I ended up on a forum after that called mm-hmm. Cosmo. Oh, here Quest, we go. Where someone <laughs> oh, was strap in. <laughs> well, so one person was saying, Can you please help me? Uh I have friends who believe in pyramid power and I really need to like convince them that it is not real, other than Mythbusters, which Mythbusters did bless For the sure. myth of it. But you know, what else do we have? And they ended up saying, mentioning Brazil and this big movement in Brazil that spiked after the Pyramid Power stuff in the 70s. And oh. It's called Provida. So if you go to Provida.net, this is what they mention. And I I don't know what to think of this, but apparently they're big into Pyramid Power. And I was curious if any spooky scouts had heard of Provida. It's just like they seem to have a lot of money. It's maybe a cult. It just is Provida. P-R-O-V-I-D-A dot net. And it just says cosmic integration. Interesting. But it's, there's lots of articles. There's lots of like fancy language. I don't know what it is. It seems to be like where a lot of people who believed in pyramid power maybe shifted kind of into this like ridiculous mentality if you go to their about us page i think they have like a graphic of a pyramid where they have like the four pillars of their movement which are like centers cooperative social action and clubs it seems boring i don't know but they they just like get together i guess and are very theosophical it's but like they look rich as hell i don't know anyways I ended up down this rabbit hole that I can't totally explain, well, and I was wondering if anybody in had chat they're also before. talking about like the Illuminati stuff. So I feel like people always take that image of the pyramid for cults or things that are supposed to look mysterious or powerful, all because of that 1930s idea of that them being like this mysterious, powerful thing that people found. Yeah, and it's like a lot of times, like the Pro Vita seems to do with like harmony and consciousness, which does seem to be like the big takeaways from pyramid power is like you're you're gonna have like all this like cellular harmony because of the shape and yeah i don't know i it's weird so that was i ended up down that rabbit hole that i totally couldn't explain cellular harmony come on (laughs) (laughs) i know and it's definitely it seems like a cult yeah 100 percent. and never heard of it before and then for i i and backed up a little bit 
and kind of thought a bit about pyramids themselves because act I mean, it is true that a lot of times I don't know much about Egyptian pyramids, but in thinking about like the Mesoamerican art studies mm-hmm. I did in college, you know, they they orient all of their structures to like yeah. cycles and stars and things like that. And it's the same there. So, I mean, I do think that there's thought put yeah. into it and there's likely, you know, some sort of oh for sure science behind it but it's not like that i do and i know it's a common thing to say "Ooh, pyramids were built by aliens i do not think the pyramids were built by aliens i think that's uh racist um i do (laughs) i do like oh these people can't build them no though no (laughs) yeah they can't do it yeah i think they absolutely did it but i do think that there could have possibly been some sort of alien or ufo influence that they saw and they recorded and they wanted to send a message perhaps because they had like really good astronomers in egypt like they had they had really good scientists Mm -hmm. so these scientists might have been like oh like, we need to align the pyramids to these specific stars because we've seen something in the sky. You know what I mean? Like, something like that. Well, and there's always, like, in, in every culture, there's obviously a deity figure. And lots of times there's stories of that figure speaking to people, leading them to build structures and things like that. So I don't think that aliens built it, yeah. but I think that there was maybe some influence put upon people in that, it's just in that Stargate. way that you're saying. It's just Stargate SG-1. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally just Stargate. just Stargate. I love Stargate. And that's okay. Like yeah. Just like just like Pyramid Power is midichlorians. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I, I ended up finding an article from designboom.com that said that scientists discover that the shape of the Pyramid of Giza can focus electromagnetic energy. So this was like a really? scientific kind of review of that. Yeah, that, so I'm going to read this article because they have pictures of it, like um, infrared pictures. So I don't know, as, as with everything I find online, I don't <laughs> fucking know if this is true, but like, you know, I well, don't want these which, things Where is it from? What's this so, one from? designboom.com so it says scientists have found that the shape of the great pyramid of giza focuses electromagnetic energy such as radio waves within its hidden chambers now the team want to recreate the concentrating effect on a nanoscale size building tiny molecules with a similar shape with the hope that they will harness the same power to focus waves if successfully demonstrated these particles could be used as solar cells or even sensors in a statement, Itmo University Russia wrote, while Egyptian pyramids are surrounded by many myths and legends, we have little scientifically reliable information about their physical properties. Together with scientists from the Lasers and from Hanover, the group of researchers looked at how the Great Pyramid would interact with electromagnetic waves of proportional length. The results showed that the pyramid could concentrate electromagnetic energy in its internal chambers as well as under its base, where the third unfinished I don't like chamber this. is located. <laughs> so to me i feel like this is kind of speaking to the part of what i read that made a little sense which is like greenhouses are built in a certain way to absorb sunlight pyramids like that shape yes it's going to like when you think of when you're in an amphitheater for it's sure yeah to reflect sound yeah. or absorb sound so it's the same kind of thing like where that makes sense but you know it's not like sharpening right. your razor blades <laughs> no so no and i i yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I think that the the mystery of the pyramids and all of those things, I think all of that is science-based. I think they're super intelligent. I think they were trying to to build things and point things to the stars and do things that had a basis in science 
and in amplifying whatever energy the sun made on the pyramids or whatever. But I do think that they were pointing them towards something they saw in the sky. That's what I think. Yes. Yes. So I don't, I don't think, I think that the part, like with a lot of this pseudoscience and theosophy, I think at its core, there is some scientific uh-huh. truth to it. Well, because it we, we don't know really what consciousness is still. We still don't know what consciousness mm-hmm. is. And I do think there's some connection between UFOs and consciousness and our intelligence and all that kind of stuff that we do not have the capability to understand. Like, 100%. But yep. I don't think it has to do with, like, the totally off the rails theosophy because it's, again, also racist. So... <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just... Ugh, it's a lot. So, yeah, I just... I think that that kind of... Hopefully it's true. I feel no, like it is. I'm sure it is true. because, like you said, it probably has to do with the shape of the pyramid and it has to do with the heat absorption and what's going on, you know, with the shape of it, which... Again, makes sense. It's like how like trees and cells yeah. and everything all have that branching shape. Like shapes do mm-hmm. certain things with matter and how it reacts with light and heat. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Well, before we go to stories, I have one more thing. Do you you don't have any you're okay. good. You did them all. Did you do all your pyramid oh. stuff? Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. That was it. No, I was like, what do you got? got? <laughs> the, the final thing. The final thing, which is the most exciting, which we talked about briefly. I don't know if you remember this, Nicolas Cage's tomb. <laughs> oh. So, wait, so yeah, I, I forgot have, about I have that. An image. Here it is. This is, and I've seen this. I've seen this in person. Um, if you've watched the show Heroes of Cosplay, we were in New Orleans and uh, we went and visited this cemetery. So, the cemetery that Nicolas Cage's, like, off the rails, unhinged pyramid is located in is also where Maria Laveau is buried. The like um, the famous voodoo priestess from New Orleans, she's buried there as well, and uh, so is going to be in the future. Nicholas Cage and his pyramid. Um, so I have an article about Nicholas Cage's pyramid. If you would like to hear it, it's yes. from Atlas Obscura, which is great. So, yeah, so Nicholas Cage's pyramid tomb is located in St. Louis Cemetery Number One in New Orleans. Uh, And in 2010, Nicolas Cage purchased two plots in the cemetery, using one to construct this strange pyramid mausoleum. People have been kissing the front of it, which makes me really uncomfortable. No, that's gross. (laughs) Hate that. Okay, so acclaimed, this is from Atlas Obscura. It is written by, it does not say yet. I must say at the bottom. Anyway, so it says, acclaimed, derided, and memed actor (laughs) Nicolas Cage has long been known for his eccentric behavior, both in front of the camera and in the real world. It seems Cage plans to continue this legacy into death as well, thanks to the odd pyramid mausoleum he purchased in a famed New Orleans graveyard. Cage has a history with the city of New Orleans, having purchased both the infamously haunted LaLaurie Mansion and the historic Our Lady of Perpetual Help Chapel. Both properties were foreclosed on in 2009 after a tax debacle. Subsequently, Cage purchased his <laughs> unnamed tomb in the city's beloved St. Louis Cemetery No. 1, home to the grave of another New Orleans supernatural heavies, Marie Laveau. The empty grave is a stark nine-foot-tall stone pyramid that stands in obvious contrast to the blockier above-ground burial sites that have been crumbling away in the cemetery for over two centuries. There's no name on the, pyri- p- the pyramid, yet, but with it is, uh, yet... 
but it is emblazoned with the Latin maximum omnia ab uno, which translates to everything from one. (laughs) The actor himself has chosen to remain silent about his reasoning for the flamboyant tomb. Some speculate it's an homage to the National Treasure movie franchise. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. That would be incredible. (laughs) Though given... That many that cemeteries host pyramid grave markers. It may have simply been a stylistic choice. Others think the pyramid is evidence of the strange actor's ties to the probably fictitious secret Illuminati society because of antique portraits oh bearing God. an uncanny resemblance to Cage that has surfaced online. The more paranormally minded suggests that the pyramid is where Cage will regenerate his immortal self. Yeah. The rumor around town is that Cage has considered himself cursed since owning LaLaurie's mansion. His box office records do not reflect this. And he feels being next to Marie Laveau will uncurse him. Whatever the reason, the Cage Pyramid has already become an iconic part of the cemetery, much to the chagrin of many locals who are furious that he was able to obtain a plot in the cramped graveyard. Many have even accused the tomb of damaging or removing other centuries-old burials to make room. Yet, despite public outcry, the pyramid stands. New Orleans may not like Nick Cage, but it's clear that he likes New Orleans. Though some feel Cage is detracting from the historic importance of St. Louis Cemetery No. 1, his grave has become a part of its mythology. For whatever reason, a tradition has arised of leaving lipstick kisses behind on the nameless tomb. (laughs) Wow. Yep. Oh, and also, if you do decide to go there, I have been there. This was before 2015. I think it was 2014 when I was there. But as of 2015, a tour guide is required to visit the cemetery unless you are visiting a deceased family member. So if you want to visit Nick Cage's weird pyramid, you'll have to go um, with a tour guide. So they absolutely did remove remove some 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 like old tombs. But that's probably why he's cursed. Like, come on. Yeah, wow. anyway. There's some there's some Nick Cage trivia to see us out of Pyramid Power. <laughs> we did yep. it. We survived. Oh, Shargon or Shar- so, Chagrin? Sh- Chagrin? I don't know. Chagrin? I probably said it wrong. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, I don't have a master's degree. <laughs> I don't have I only a master's got a bachelor's, degree. I so I, I, can, I can be wrong. It's Me fine. Me too. Yeah, we, yeah, we're allowed to be incorrect yeah, whenever fine. we so choose. It's fine. So, you know. <laughs> so the majesty just said, it's pronounced sigil. I was like, okay. <laughs> sigil, not sigil. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we should uh, tell some stories. It's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. All right. I've got one pulled up. And reminder to everyone, send in your stories. Please send them. And tell us if they're fact or fiction. You can send them to SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com. Because I'm about Uh-oh. to use up Uh-oh. our backlog. We need so some we stories. Need some Put your stories in there. I'll, I'll I'll tweet about it, too. We should definitely tweet about it because I, I want new stories. And if you're on the podcast and you're listening, please send us your stories. We, we don't see you live, but we Thank see you. you in our hearts. 
<laughs> in our hearts and we will read them. And I, yeah, I need to tweet about it more. We just, well, Kayla's been going everyone, through honky tonk trauma and I have like, I have like 10 behind the scenes, like art things going on right now. So I am, we're both very busy, which is unfortunate because we can't focus on the most important things in life, which are totally unhinged conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's true. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, please send us stories while we're doing work that may or may not get us paid in between uh, unhinged conspiracy theories. We're here for your entertainment. Yay! Exclusively. <laughs> Exclusively. Yes. All right, are you ready? This one comes from John Smith and does include some possible content warnings, which I appreciated. It says, uh, possible content warning for shooting and workplace oh question mark. <laughs> like, great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, John. Hey, scouts. I have something weird that happened to me a while ago. I work at a factory in the Rust Belt. About two weeks ago, I was working when I suddenly got this sharp pain in my side and honestly felt like oh, I no. had been punched really hard. As I clutched at my side, I got the sensation that something had put a hole through me. I swear I could feel something Ew. warm going down my waist, but I checked it and nothing. Eventually, I had to be helped out to the lobby by my supervisor. After they let me off, I went to the doctor for an examination, but as far as they could find, I shouldn't be having this pain. It kept up until that evening, vanishing as soon as it came. The next day, I went back to work and all my coworkers were buzzing with gossip. Apparently, an ex-employee had made threats against the company, even posted a picture of himself posing with guns captioned, picking up my last check tomorrow. Luckily, he was arrested before he could try anything. Considering how painful it felt the day before, I'm glad I didn't have to experience it in this timeline. I do feel bad for whichever me got shot, though. Not just because I felt it, too. I still think about this a lot. Oh, man. I don't know. Ugh. I feel like this has a lot of, like, personal colloquialisms, so I'm going to say Fact. Is that's a word. I tried to sound smart because I don't have a master's degree. Yeah, that does sound smart. Okay, well, you tricked me. I was about to ask, are you sure you don't have a master's degree? <laughs> well, everyone, I'm here to tell you that we got you. No! This one's fiction. Got me. Who did this? Which, this sounds, uh, it comes from well, John Smith. That sounds so. like a fake name. So, John Smith, you it got does. us. Uh, you got us. So I think that this one so very much reads like an, a segment from Factor Fiction because I watched Factor Fiction <laughs> the other night. Like we just watched an episode for fun. What? I got all of them right, by the way. I felt very proud and I was like, I can die now happy. Like I can go. Um, but it seems like this would be a segment from the That's show fair. for sure. That's fair. It's I need to watch good. it again. I It's like TNG or like Deep Space Nine. I need to watch it like once a year to just re-up my... And it's comforting, you know? Yeah, it is very. Jonathan comforting. Franks is a comforting person. It's he is, and he's just like I. He's just like so yeah. impish in that show because like he'll just say something and he'll be like, <laughs> "I said a joke." No, I agree. All I right. agree. This is from Spooky Scout Cameron. Hello, Spooky Scouts. I can't say how thrilled I was when I heard my first story on the podcast, and enough has gone down that I thought a new story was necessary. I've always been a conduit for ghosts and spirits, and this is one of those stories. I'm going to change names, uphold privacy of those involved, which is always fine. You can always do that. Um, in 2018, my small town was racked by a tragedy. A local high schooler was in a car accident and died. She was well-known and well-loved by all who knew her. I'm going to call her Jen. 
Jen was very involved in the local Catholic church, and the church got many points in my book for how they treated the event, offering counseling to students and being generally good. That's impressive. Good job. The night of her death, I saw her. She was alive in the other place, the place people go to when they pass. We were also in her truck, which was totally weird, but also comforting. The thing that stands out to me was how normal everything felt. I was with her in the truck and we were talking. She was telling me what the afterlife was like, how God wasn't what she expected, but was still totally awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> how she was going to keep watching over our town, her friends and family, and how she felt no pain. It was normal as a car ride could be in heaven. When I woke from my dream slash vision, I could feel nothing but comfort. But this dream wasn't the strangest thing that happened that night. Jen's best friend, Sarah, name is also changed, had been browsing Pinterest and found something. A picture of Jen, but it wasn't a picture, it was a painting. Years before Jen died, an artist in Egypt made a painting called First Day in Heaven. It looked just like Jen. The painting became widely shared in our town and was described as a miracle and sign that Jen was okay. I wish I could write more, share more, but those aren't my stories to tell. <laughs> <laughs> this was wonderfully well written it's also sounded like a spooky or a um factor fiction episode <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it does <laughs> i don't know this sounds great it's this this was just written like a factor fiction episode so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say it's fact we we want jen to live on in this weird painting also that god Ooh. god was awesome <laughs> it's real he, different says fiction. Awesome. Listen, let's have some let's have some some sympathy here for poor Jen. Well, I'm here to tell you that this one's true. Oh no! Oh my god, the paintings of the town. <laughs> no, that's amazing. And and God was awesome. And God yeah. was awesome, but different, but awesome. Yeah, incredible, incredible. Thank you so much. That was a great story. <laughs> Jen goddess, yeah. I don't know. That's pretty cool, right? Like, yeah. yeah, a good. We don't talk. We haven't done an episode on um, like past or we did past. Did we do past lives? I can't remember. Um, we were going to talk to Armand about past life regression. That's right. Well, and and also I wanted to do that um, many lives, many masters book where they talk about like the kids who had past lives. Like the, I know it's so spooky. That's so spooky. All right, should we do? Let's do. We have any more? Um, we have a couple that I haven't vetted yet, so I'm going to say we don't have okay, any. Yeah. <laughs> just, we checked just them. Just to be safe. So if you send anything sassy, we're not going to put it on. <laughs> yeah. So we need some more because yeah. I've, I've breezed through them. Yeah. Next time. But please send us some more uh, or tell your friends. If you have friends like Kayla knows her coworkers have fun like UFO stories, friends or coworkers, get them to send them in. We should have a yes. like printable business card so people can get our email address. I know. I need to make those this month because I meant to do it last month and I haven't. So yeah, I think if we need some cards, yeah, we need some like printable business cards. So that if you meet someone who has a story as a scout, you're responsible for getting that story to us, the scoutmasters. Yes, we got to know. We got to we know. know because eventually we're going to go out and like go to the Bigfoot convention and actually go there or Mothman Festival. Yes. And we need our yes. cards giveaway to get these stories to us. So. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, always keep your eye on the sky. Um, do you have any announcements, Kayla, about all of your new projects coming up, including your comic, which is great? Uh, but it's already funded. It's already funded. We are still on track to get everything out um, this month. 
the digital stuff. The print stuff will take a little longer because it just does. Yeah. Um, but uh, Holly completed her special cover for it, and it's sick. No, thank if you. You're in, yeah, <laughs> if you're in the Discord, I shared a snippet of it, and we shared a snippet of it as an Indiegogo update, and it's hella sick, and I love it. Well, thank you. I had fun drawing Other it. Other than that. Yeah, you did such a good job. Holly and I are making stuff. So yeah. we released mugs today. We released the crow mug, which Kayla and I both worked on. If you like Spooky Scouts and you like us, go get yourself a crow mug. There's some chips on it. It says chaps. Chaps. There's some fries that say fries with eyes. Fries. And a cough. Coffee. And cough. Yeah. This was a so, collaboration between me and Kayla. Yes. And then there's earrings we came out with last week, which are very good. Yes. That have chimkins. Mm-hmm. So we've done, you know, more things to come. It's going to be great. But those that's that's all I got, because I know there's other things going on, but my brain's well, dead. Well, I have so. I, I am doing so much stuff that I can't post. Like, it's not like NDA, like there's no NDA. It's just going to be exciting when it comes out. So I choose to keep it a secret. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, so there's no like when it comes out, it will be very exciting and everyone will love it. But I have a bunch of stuff that I'm doing that I'm super busy with. And yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not an ND or anything. It's just like a fun secret that hopefully in like June you will find out. And I'm just working on that behind the scenes. So it's like a bunch of stuff that I'm doing. So it's fine. I just have a bunch of things to make physically. Mm-hmm. That is it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. It's just there's a lot. It's just a lot to make. Um, oh, yeah. And it was announced that I'm going to be uh, at PAX East doing Acquisitions Inc. And I will also have the We Growing Hands table. So yeah. the Strix bandana, which I posted earlier on tw- on Twitter, will be there. So if you want one of those, come to PAX East if you're close to Boston and say hi or get a bandana or a, I don't know, a piece of candy. Anything else. I'll probably have candy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I usually do. Yeah. Spooky Scout branded pyramid power says Bees of War. <laughs> My gosh. Amazing. Amazing. But yeah, I think that's it. And uh, we will be back next week, I think. So far, we're going to be our normal time and uh, we will see you then. If you have any stories, please send them in. Spooky, spooky Saturday stories at gmail.com so that we can have more stories. Or tell strangers to send them in. Yes, please. Because we love strangers. We love strangers. (laughs) And that'll be great. Um, But have a lovely night, everyone. Take care of yourselves. And uh, we will see you next week. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. bye. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us for another meeting of the Spooky Scouts. I'm Scoutmaster Kayla Klein, and you can find me on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Scoutmaster Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly, and you can find us both at WeGrowingHens.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about the Spooky Scouts, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookyScouts.com. You can offer the podcast some sustainable support and help us stay unbiased and ad-free by subscribing to Patreon.com slash SpookyScouts for as little as $5 a month. Spooky Scouts is recorded live weekly on twitch.tv slash hens. See you next time, Scouts. And remember, keep your eye on the sky and dare to know.